Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of the Empire of the Cop podcast. And today we've got another special guest for you. We've got Foot Mercato's Anas Bakar. And of course we've got regular uh, Peter Kenny Jones and I'll be your host, Farrell Keeling. Anas, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? You're welcome. I'm very fine in you. Yeah, no, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I'm, I'm very excited to um, discuss the player we've all come to talk about, which is, of course, uh, uh, Morocco star uh, Sofian Amrabat. I hope I've pronounced that right. It's perfect. You, you, sh- you should have oh. the Moroccan nationality. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it. Anything over England these days. Um, but yes, no, I mean, just to, just to kick everything off, uh, of course, because, we, we, you know, I think many are familiar with, with, with Sofian in terms of his performances at the World Cup. But... Um, I, I venture that not many Liverpool fans have seen him play at Fiorentina. Um, could you tell us just a bit about, you know, in terms of Liverpool's interest, how long-standing has it been? Were we interested much before? Um, and, you know, how serious is that interest? Yeah, we've talked about it in uh, Foot Mercato, like uh, Liverpool uh, coach Jurgen Klopp met uh, the uh, the agents of Sofian Amarbad. We can um, include the, the uh, his brother, Nadir Amarbad, who's still working in, on his career for uh, for a long moment now. And they met the coach. It was a very good um, a very good meeting. It was positive, and they uh, they they will be uh, meeting in uh, in a few days after the World Cup to see if the interest is the same for Jurgen Klopp. I think with this been for. Um, with his uh, performances, uh, it should not it should not change, and uh, there will be other meetings to to know uh, uh, the um, the demands of La Fiorentina, the demands also of the of uh, his agents to see if the the transfer will uh, will go or not. Yeah, I think we were just going to ask Anna. Obviously, you touched on it. And hello, I'm Pete. By the way, um, we were just going to say that how how these talks went with with Amrabat on today's show. You say they've gone positively. Then do you think? There's good relations at the moment between the player and, and Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, for the moment, I think uh, that Sofian Amrabat didn't meet um, Jurgen Klopp for the moment. It was also uh, only his uh, his agents who who decided to to meet the, the Liverpool coach. But I think with the um, uh, with the the mentality of Sofian Amrabat, who's, uh, who's um, a player who's very uh, hard work, uh, hard working, and uh, the, the demands also that will ask him a uh, Jurgen Klopp on the pitch to be also uh, very um, to 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 do the pressing all the time, uh, to to run a lot, to to make efforts. I think it would be a, a po- even a positive meeting between the two. So uh, it can only it, it can only match between them. I think you know it, it's fair to say that if Liverpool uh, are interested in, in Sofian Amrabat. Um, it, it's possible that other clubs now, especially having seen him at the World Club, will be keeping an eye on him, or will have been keeping an eye on him for for as long as Liverpool. Do you know if there's a lot of interest in, in Amrabat at the minute? Uh, there was Tottenham uh, last summer who tried to to sign him uh, for, uh, for 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 the club. I think they um, they finally signed uh, Ivisuma uh, uh, after him. But there was uh, an agreement I think between between Amrabat and um, and Tottenham. But I think there was some um, uh, problems between the, the club between the Spurs and La, La Fiorentina. That's why the the transfer did not uh, conclude. But um, they are coming back. I think this uh, this. Um, this winter, <laughs> sorry, they're coming back this winter. There's also an interest of uh, Inter Milan, who's looking also for for uh, a number six uh, to 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 replace or to to give um, uh, to to conquer. Uh, have oh, I forgot the name. I also forgot the name. Um, to to be um, 
to be the concurrent of uh, of Marcelo Bozovic. So the for the moment the only Tottenham and Inter Milan, but uh, we never know with the performance he can do against uh, France. There can be uh, other other pretenders. So we never know. But for the moment we we talked about Liverpool, Tottenham, and Inter Milan. Good, good. So we're certainly in the running. I think a lot of the um, of Liverpool fans have been watching Morocco, obviously not just because you're the underdogs. I think pretty much everyone around the world is wanting you to win at the moment, but also to look out for Amrabat and how he's playing. Obviously, Morocco, quite a defensive side. He's, he's playing defensive midfield. He's winning the ball back and carrying it out in midfield. But it's going to be a different job if he comes to Liverpool because obviously we're not as deep as the Morocco side are at the moment. So... Do you, what other skills and assets does he have to his game, and do you reckon he can make the step up to come and play you know, Champions League football, play for play for Liverpool? I mean, he has a lot of impacts with or without the ball. He's also um, every everywhere. He's everywhere on the pitch. Where where he where he needs to be, he's there to to compensate uh, when his teammates um, go attack uh, on the on the other half. So he's always at the at the best moment, at the best time to to try and uh, anticipate also uh, the passes that to break lines. Uh, with the with his passes, I think he was at eighty five percent great passes uh, in uh, in this World Cup. Uh, his masterclass against Spain showed that he can be uh, also a very good um, a very good passer in his own half. Um, that doesn't have pressure when he when he has it. He, he just do the right things, the simple thing, but the right thing to 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 try and uh, and help his teammates to to go uh, to go forward. So obviously, with the position he'd be playing in, he'd be competing pretty much directly uh, with Fabinho. Yeah. Um, there is a three-year age gap there, so you'd imagine, sort of long term, he could be a potential, you know, absolute first starter for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of that that particular competition, uh, and looking at Fabinho not as he is now with his current poor form, but as Fabinho was at the best of his abilities. How would you compare Amrabat against Fabinho at, at his absolute best? Do you think there is a comparison to be made there? Or do you feel that if he came to Liverpool, he'd be acting as more of a, a backup option? Uh, I think that even in my, in my Morocco, like it was in 2018 when he was in the World Cup, he was uh, a backup of Mbak um, Bosufa. But he, in the in the year um, in the years after that, he um, he realized that he can um, have more uh, physical impact. Than uh, than Bustafa. that's why he he became the the really the um, the, the man in the in the midfield. Uh, I think that he can bring this more than Fabinho, like this physical impact uh, into the um, in the in the duels, like uh, in the ground or in the air. So uh, that be that could be an advantage uh, for him uh, against uh, Fabinho. Uh, I think Fabinho um, is better than Amrabat in um, in the. Um, in the in the dribbling, like in the when they when they when he got the ball, uh, Amrabat does not uh, really um, take the risk to to dribble the, his opponent or or try to to make the difference uh, with the dribble, but only with the pass, and that's maybe what uh, what can uh, advantage uh, Fabinho from Amrabat. But the Amrabat uh, Amrabat um, uh, type of play is really simple, but it's really efficient. Everything he does. Uh, is for a reason, but it do it just well. Right, nice. And um, obviously, we're just looking as well. If if we are to sign Amrabat, do you reckon um, it would be a January move or will it be next summer? What do you reckon Fiorentina are more likely to do? 
I think with uh, Liverpool, like they have um, a heavy calendar uh, coming with the with the Champions League, with the Premier League, with the Cups. Uh, it would be important to to them to have uh, this um, this signing this uh, winter to to like to improve their their midfield uh, directly and to um, to surf. Uh, between comments uh, on the, the dynamic of uh, of Sofian Amarat uh, in this uh, in this competition, I think uh, maybe in six months he will not be um, as good as he is now. Uh, we may will he will not be um, um, showing as much certitude uh, as he's showing now. But uh, maybe if they're doing this winter, it would be it would be better for him uh, to 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 jump on this opportunity to uh, to uh, show at the high level what he can do, and maybe in six months. Uh, be even better than uh, than now, um, but it could be also uh, a summer transfer. For for the moment, everything uh, everything is not um, concluded. I, I, like I said before, uh, the meetings will be coming in a few weeks between uh, the agents and the uh, and the club and the coach Jurgen Club. So um, it would depend also on these meetings to to see if they're on the same uh, on the same wave or not. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about the meetings just there with. And about being on the same wavelength. Um, obviously, Liverpool are going to be going for some pretty pricey targets. We know one absolute dead cert is going to be Jude Bellingham, and he's going to cost potentially upwards of £130 million. Enzo Fernandez, another high-value target, has also been uh, discussed, not as not as with a similar level of certainty, but as a possible additional target. So with that in mind, Liverpool are going to be looking in January for targets of more the... 30, 40 million, perhaps, type. Um, what can you tell us about uh, the kind of price tag Liverpool can expect to have to fork out for uh, Sofian Amrabat and, if possible, the wages? Uh, if we're talking about the wages, before this World Cup, Amrabat was um, was evaluated at 10 million, pa- uh, 10 million euros. I was I was looking it for uh, euros, but it was it's going to be like nine million pounds if uh, if we do the conversion. Uh, and I think with the, his performances in the World Cup, uh, La Fiorentina would uh, would ask a lot much. They were going to uh, 30, 40 million. I think they have 40 million. That it's minimum uh, to to discuss with, with the player. Uh, but I think for uh, this um, politic of uh, taking like 30, 40 million players, uh, Amar would be the perfect fit for uh, for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, we talked about Enzo Fernandez and Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham uh, is linked to uh, many other other clubs like Manchester City. Uh, Enzo Fernandez is also linked with Barcelona. So I think that financially, uh, Liverpool uh, would maybe with Barcelona, but with Manchester City, financially, it would be difficult for them to, to compete. So uh, Amrabat would be the, the perfect uh, fit, the perfect match between um, a, good, like, a good price tag and uh, a good, good performances on the pitch. Yeah, well, I think you know, we'll definitely be watching out for them tomorrow. Obviously, it's a big game for you when Morocco take on France, and there'll be a lot of a lot of pull fans watching for Amrabat. But maybe for us, and, and maybe anyone else, even just in the Premier League watching across, is there any other players we should be looking out for, and anyone else within the squad at the moment that you know is linked with any other moves to the Premier League or, or even Liverpool? For the moment, Amrabat is the only Moroccan player that's linked to 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 a Premier League side or to Liverpool in particular. 
uh, we, we, we also talked about uh, Unahi, who may be going to, to Barcelona because he is like, there's a good price tag on him. He's not that, um, that expensive. And we know that Barcelona has a, a lot of uh, financial problems uh, uh, since, uh, since a few months. Um, we also talked about Buffal that may be, um, that may be quitting uh, Andrew. You know him because I know him a bit because he played for Southampton in a few, uh, in a few seasons. I think he scored like the, the best goal of the 2018-2019 uh, season with a, a, a beautiful solo. Um, so uh, for the moment, Amrabat is the only one, but I don't, I don't, I'm not doubting if any other Premier League sides are, are looking for players like Amala also, who can fit uh, to the Premier League, is now playing in uh, Standard de Liège uh, in the Belgian Premier Division. So uh, he can be also a good uh, signing, but uh, I, I think that he's not um, shining as much as Amarba in the midfield, that's why maybe uh, the clubs are are focusing on the on the on the born and raised in the uh, Netherlands. So for the moment, uh, we have um, I forget who just came to to West Ham. Also, who was uh, who had a bit who had an injury. I think in the second game of preparation uh, and uh, had like a few um, few months of uh, uh, who couldn't who couldn't play. He just came like a few weeks uh, before the the World Cup uh, in the Euro, in the Europa League uh, and the and the Premier League to show that he still has the the the, the level he had in Rennes. Um, but there could be other players. I can think. Um, I can think of uh, Bono, who can be like a, a, a top a goalkeeper for, for for some Premier League side. But I think that his price tag from Sevilla could be very high for uh, in the moment. Um, but uh, there's also some interesting players to to, to look for. So uh, any Premier League fan or any Premier League club uh, should watch this game between France and Morocco because uh, there can be a lot of surprises. Well, no, absolutely. As Pete said, we'll be very, very keenly watching uh, that game and wishing you the absolute best of luck. Uh, Anna, so if you don't mind, we're going to put you on the spot here. Uh, a yeah. yes or no, do you reckon uh, that Amrabat will be a Liverpool player once the January transfer draws to a close? Can I say I hope so? <laughs> yes, no, I just hope so. Um... I can reckon yes, because like I said, uh, very good po positive uh, meeting between the, the, the two parts. Uh, it can only be better if they're talking about um, uh, like uh, sportive, uh, sportive politic uh, of the of Liverpool is not that, that bad. Uh, I mean, uh, but um, I think it can be a, a really good fit for, for Amrabat, for Liverpool, because Amrabat could discover the high level that he, could not discover in, um, in La Fiorentina only uh, in Serie A, but now he has the, the opportunity to play in, the, I think, the best league, uh, the best in Europe, uh, the, the Champions League. He can have the opportunity, even if he, he doesn't have the experience. Uh, maybe Fabinho will have an advantage on him uh, on this side and uh, will be, um, will be in, uh, in the 11 players uh, in this competition. But we never know. Like we said, Amrabat, uh, a, month, a month ago, nobody know, did know him. Uh, and now every, 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 every Premier League or, or Serie A or League One uh, can, uh, can try to, 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 to sign him because uh, he can give, bring so much uh, impact, so much uh, effort, so much, even the mentality, even the mentality that was brought him um, with his um, um, older brother, uh, Nordin, who was also an international Mor for Morocco uh, for a long time. So, um, yes, I reckon uh, Amrabat can be a, a Liverpool player, a very good Liverpool player. 
No, it's inter- it's interesting what you're saying because you know on on paper it has the makings of um, an ideal Liverpool transfer from the price to you know I mean Liverpool are known for going after players who are perhaps relatively unknown onto the international stage and you know obviously the World Cup has, has completely changed that for uh, for Sofian so we'd be we'd be very interested to see how that would work especially with the dynamic at Liverpool in terms of Fabinho and his his form troubles um, so yeah we'll, one we'll be keeping a very very close eye on. Um, Anas, thank you very much uh, for joining us again. For everyone watching, this is Anas uh, Bakar of Foot Mercato telling us all about Morocco star Sofian Amrabat. And of course, we've had Peter Kenny Jones and I've been your host, Farrell Keeling. Thanks again, Anas. You're welcome. Have a nice, uh, have a nice evening. And, you, and likewise, and likewise, on, and best of luck. Best of luck for the World Cup. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we absolutely will be. Thank you for joining us and take care. Uh, welcome back on the Empire of the Cop podcast. Uh, so you've just heard Anas Bakara Futmakata talking about Fiorentina and Morocco star Sofian Amrabat, who's been heavily linked to Liverpool Football Club of late as the club continues to search for a midfielder to replenish the department ahead of the next start of the season. Obviously, we're not going to see him until midway through the start of the, 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 uh, the second half of the season, Pete. But, I mean, from what we've heard, um, it sounds quite sort of a formidable player. Perhaps maybe, I don't know what your impression was in terms of technically, perhaps not as technically good as, as Fabinho, but in terms of the, the work rates and, you know, the efficiency. And certainly from what we've seen at an international level, it seems he'd potentially be able to do a job for us. Yeah, well, I think just from watching, obviously, you know, I don't think I can say honestly that I was really watching out for Morocco at the start of the tournament, which I don't think anyone was. But as soon as you started hearing whispers that we might be interested, you looked out for him. And he did. He reminded me maybe a little bit of Ginny Wijnaldum, the way he can you know, just get his body in front of the ball and he seems to just wriggle his way out. Like that, there's that famous one in there, but when we beat Barca and Wijnaldum just seems to spin around four times and find his way out of trouble. He seems to be a bit like that when like they really needed him to slow the game down for them and keep hold of the ball, not just you know be a headless chicken and boost it as long as he can. He seemed to be good at doing that. So, you know, I think as much as he probably would be someone who's compete with Fabinho, I don't think it'd be impossible to see them playing alongside each other either. And you know, an extra body might be something that we need. And yeah, just from the conversation we had, then he does sound like he could be good enough from just from me watching him in the World Cup. I'd certainly be excited. I don't know how much you've seen of him and if you think the same or... I mean, I've been completely honest. I haven't seen much of him. I mean, what, what everything I've heard has all been fantastic. But I think there's always um, a, a sense of wariness over sort of World Cup stars. You know, we've had this with El Hadji. Don't say his name. Hadji being the, <laughs> the most famous example. Uh, plenty of others too. Um you know, obviously, I don't, I don't want to compare Amrabat to Diouf, but uh, you know, you, you can equally get the other situation. You get him, and he's every bit as brilliant as everyone saw on the international stage. Um, you know, to 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 be putting in world class performances, um, as Anas rightly pointed out, against the likes of Spain, Belgium, it's um, it's no easy task, especially not against that Spain midfield. Um, so I'd, I'd be I'd be very curious to see whether you know how adaptable he would be to the English top flight. Obviously, with our hit rate. You kind of have to think, you know, we, we, we're above the 90% mark, aren't we, in terms of successful Liverpool transfers. If, if we, our recruitment team has, has been eyeing him up for, for quite a while now, you'd have to probably argue that he's, he's more than decent enough for the task. Um, the question would be, for me, the main one for me is, to what extent? Um, because we know Fabinho's form has been poor, but we know it's likely to, you know, he's not, he's not going to stay rubbish, is he? He's, he's, he's likely to rediscover his, his, his best um, 
if not, you know, at the start of the start of the second half of this season, then definitely by the next one. Yeah, well, I've, I don't think many will have given up on Fabinho, and I certainly haven't. You know, I think, although you, what you've said, I think some people have been a bit harsher than for this performance level and what it has been. But you know, the issue is that you know, with the number six role, it is quite important, and we we found ourselves having to pretty much give Fabinho every second available because we haven't been able to put someone else in there. Although Henderson can play there as well, because we we have had a couple of injury problems as well, then we haven't been able to really rest Henderson either. And it has looked like both Fabinho and Henderson have been playing through something a bit this season already. So obviously we know they've both been at the World Cup, but both haven't been fully involved. Henderson more than Fabinho, but hopefully that little rest will, will you know they'll come back sharp, haven't played football, but also not playing ninety minutes twice a week will hopefully help Fabinho come back in and. We don't know. Obviously, we've heard with Arthur Mello as well, haven't we, that he could be ahead of the schedule and he could come back in. He, you know, he might be the midfielder we need. and We might not have known at the start of the, the World Cup how how quick he was going to come back. So maybe that's why we were, we were or are looking at Amrabat. But you know, it'd be it'd be interesting. I think we could definitely use a body in there if Keita and Oxley chamberlain hasn't just come back as well. But I think now pretty much we've got a fully fit midfield and if Arthur Mello's close to coming back, then we, we might not need him at all. But I think just from watching him, if you take it on face value, is this player good enough? And, and you've seen that we've, it looks like we spoke to him, definitely from the, the conversation we just had with Anas, and I know Santiago Uno as well was how we got in touch with it from from saying that there has been conversations with Klopp. So I think we must be looking at him. He'd be an exciting player to come in. But you know whether we fully need him, if everyone's back fit, it will, be, will remain to be seen, Mona. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Liverpool are in a sort of very difficult situation now where we know potentially as many as three midfielders will be leaving in the summer window. I, I think it's fair to say we know at least two will be. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not too sure what's going on with Kaiser at the moment, but I, th- I think uh, the contract talks don't seem to really be getting anywhere. I think Oxford-Chamberlain will rightly be looking for more minutes elsewhere. Milner is, is I, I mean, we discussed this in, in our last one, didn't we? We said Milner, yeah. oddly, of the three, looks the most likely to stay on for at least another year um, before maybe making a move into coaching or, or enjoying a sort of farewell tour at one of his old clubs. Um, so we know we need at least two midfielders and we know we can't leave it all to be done in the summer window, partly because it's too much work and partly because Liverpool need an injection of quality and need fresh legs in that midfield to get us through the rest of the season, the demands of the season, especially when we're looking you know, to, to, to fight our way back into the top four and face Real Madrid in the, in the next stage of the Champions League. Uh, but that's another story entirely. But when we're considering, of course, the money that we're going to be looking to spend on Jude Bellingham, potentially Enzo Fernandes will say that very, very lightly because we don't, you know, it's, it's far, far from being as certain as Jude Bellingham as things stand. We know Liverpool are interested, but interest and a bit, there's a huge gap between the two. So in terms of the mark, you know, that we're looking to potentially sign him for, I think, you know, roughly the 30, 40 million, I think that would be, I mean, it's more than ideal, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think we've always said with Klopp, he's got that one target he wants to go for and he goes and gets him. But I think with what he said right before the end of the last window, saying, you know, I was right, you were wrong, we need to get him a fielder, which I disagreed with. But um, I think for him to say that it shows that you know, they did have a little bit of a late scrap and had to go and find not just not the perfect midfielder a midfielder which is what Arthur Mello obviously wasn't you know we might still find out he is the perfect midfielder he hasn't literally had the kick of the ball for us yet other than coming on as a sub into Napoli and playing with the reserve so he could still be the one but maybe this is showing that 
not saying that you know, we're not just putting all our eggs basically in the, in the Bellingham basket. We're, we're having a look saying, you know what, if he doesn't work, Enzo Fernandez could be another option that we'd spend a lot of money on. If that doesn't work, we don't have to go and spend 100 million. Your third option, Sofian Amrabat, could be someone you get for 40 million, which is obviously a lot more affordable. And he could come in and, and play there while, you know, if we do lose out on Bellingham Fernandez, because you can't start a whole scouting system with days left of a transfer window, can you? So maybe this is where we are with these other two players. But I think the sources that have come out, you know, it, it shows that we, we probably are interested, but you never really know, do you, until you. You see the official when they're doing the, the old Melwood lean or whatever you call it now, um, and we'll we'll see what happens. But I think everyone's got to hope we sign Bellingham, and if we don't get the other two, there won't be any issues. But it looks like we're lining up a couple of options just in case it all doesn't go to plan. No, maybe it'll become the the Axel lean. I'm not I'm not so sure it has exactly the same ring to it. I mean, we, we, you made an interesting point in terms of the, the last minute sort of scramble. You know, we saw this with with Lima, didn't we? You know, the Liverpool were reportedly, according to the sources, right in the Bundesliga we're making that sort of late ploy to kind of sign him. Obviously, Leipzig kind of said, well, no, because then who are we going to fill fill that spot with now? He's going, he's agreed, reportedly agreed to move to uh, Bayern Munich. So, it's, I mean, it's good for Liverpool to have multiple options on the go here. We know Fernandes and Bellingham aren't going to be possible. I think um, Fabrizio Romano reported this afternoon that for the, the only way Fernandes would, would, would change clubs as early as January is if something crazy happened. I, I don't think Liverpool would splash that much cash uh, this early in the window, though I'm sure many a Liverpool fan would love to see them do it. Um, so we can safely say a, a, a player of a, a, a Sofian Amrabat will be probably the most likely uh, signing that Liverpool will make. The Wijnaldum comparison um, is, is an interesting one, I do think, because we definitely... I mean, I'm, I'm not too too sure on his uh, durability. I'm not, if you're familiar at all with his general appearances, but obviously... Yeah, like. No. Ideally, we need we need someone who can, as we've seen with the current midfield, who has yeah. legs that can last a full season, last the demands of our season, because we know Liverpool are going to be involved in all cup competitions. We certainly learned that from the last season. And um, not that I'm saying that we'll be launching a quadruple every single season from here on out, but uh, yeah, um, I think you, yeah, you never, you never know. I think you'd you'd like to think that it's capable of withstanding it if we do do it again or challenge for it uh, rather a- again. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be keeping you updated on all that comes out regarding Morocco's uh, Sofian Amrabat. Uh, you've just seen, you, we of course talked to Anas Bakar of Foot Makata and all the latest around Sofian Amrabat. Uh, I've been Farrell Keeling, your host, and as ever, we've had the lovely Peter Kenny Jones. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. Be sure to hit the like, hit the notifications bell and subscribe to us if you're watching this on our YouTube channel. This will also be going out on our Substack. So feel free to give us a subscribe because we do get a few uh, exclusives and other transfer bits out on there and some commentary. I believe there's a there's a lovely there's a lovely midfielder piece that uh, attracted some controversy earlier in the year, but I think uh, personally I'm quite a fan of it. Uh, but yes, be sure to join in the fun and take care. <laughs>